Trinidad Down Radio is coming to you live from the Hawaiian Islands, coming from the perspective of complete freedom, coming from wisdom outside the system, and then some. This is the mouthpiece of the natural earth forgotten. At this point in time, humanity's been kept from the truth, so Trinidad Down Radio offers the coordinates to a path out. You're searching for something whole, cause what you see real life. You're watching this world unfold, the truth in need that lies. Rekindling what's been stole, the need to free one's mind. Uncover the truth exposed, so people see the light. Let's shut it down so we can know. It's simple, we just break it down a little bit so we can process all. Make the switch to elevate yourself to conscious mode. And it's beneficial, we can get this kind of road and get the future. Generators want to stop the whole thing With the masses demonstrated, we can start a post Taking in the simulating, getting lots of numbers Waking up the population, try to stop hypnosis Welcome to Chant It Down Radio. I'm your host, Loomis. ChantItDownRadio.com is the website. This is episode 124 of Chant It Down Radio. This is part two of 5G Tyranny in a Cute Package. Part one, be sure not to miss, was with Max Egan. This is with Ilana Freeland, and it was going to be a doubleheader with Matt Landman on another interview. What happened is the file was too big, and I've had a lot of trouble uploading this so 5g tyranny in a cute little package is now a trilogy i didn't want to make three episodes on 5g in a row because i think that's just too much so i don't want to be known as the 5g guy but hey you know this is really important information in this time if you're not up on this kind of information go back to episodes 104 and 105 with max and max egan matt lamman and ilana freeland and also up yourself on the real skyfall series if that doesn't make sense go to the website and the series of shows page yes this is advanced level information we're going to cover here today and uh so buckle your seatbelt. you're in for a ride or maybe i should say grab your climbing rope we're going to go deep and th- these are not just rabbit holes of possibilities more like we're going deeper into the exploration of this and really you know fleshing it out so yeah enjoy and on the other side i will have a conclusion and uh enjoy listening and uh take all this information in slowly and we'll talk to you on the other side I have on today the author of Under an Ionized Sky and Kim Trail's Harp and the Full Spectrum Dominance of Planet Earth. She's a teacher, lecturer, and I consider an expert into the field of this technocracy hurtling toward us and the unseen radiation. She's a deep researcher and concerned that humanity is to be neurologically herded toward a transhumanist future inside the space fence lockdown, and I couldn't agree more. Welcome back to Chenette Down Radio, Ilana. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And we talked about a year ago, and we kind of broke down deeply what is going on then. But now, how much more has 5G taken over, and what's this progress been like? Well, for me, uh, what's the... Because I'm so dedicated to this geoengineering aspect of 
uh, of what's going on all over the planet and its relationship both with chemicals uh, in the jet trails, the rocket trails, uh, the drone trails, uh, and the uh, wireless technology that is rampant now that the atmosphere has been ionized thanks to the experiments run with HARP, the High Frequency Active Auroral Research Project up in Gakona, Alaska, um, back in the 90s all the way to 2013. Um, all, that, all that fits together for me now. Now, I'm on the third book and hopefully last book, uh, about this one will be about the synthetic biology connection to geoengineering. And uh, a couple, three weeks ago, I gave a talk uh, with Clifford Carnicum, the independent scientist who actually uh, was in the late 90s, was the very first one I know of who was collecting uh, data from the uh, in northern New Mexico from the jets that were spewing uh, out these long chemical trails that he knew were not contrails and uh, he would collect the precipitation uh, that would be snow rain dew and he was also collecting uh, the the dust uh, uh, detritus in his HEPA filter right. and analyzing all of this on pretty much a shoestring budget. Um, Clifford hardly ever goes public anymore because he's been 20 years in this uh, pursuing this, uh, this ghostly national security state uh, technology that you know, they keep denying is even existing or uh, it has not been used or whatever. Well, uh, now that since Trump came into office, they have admitted that uh, they're going to, gee whiz, have to use geoengineering. Well, that, that's all nonsense. It's It's been going on for 20 years. Yeah. So when Clifford and I gave our talk in Santa Fe a few weeks ago, uh, the title of it uh, was From Geoengineering to Bioengineering, uh, and, and this, is, this is the key. And that's the same direction I'm going in, uh, just from what I found in writing the first book and then going on to the Space Fence book and the lockdown and, and how the chemistry and uh, the electromagnetics are used in our ionized atmosphere, what exactly is being dropped from the stratosphere that doesn't end up uh, rotating around the Earth in the, and I, I don't know if I told you this last time, but it, on the cover of my second book, Under an Ionized Sky, is an Earth with a Saturn-like ring around it. And this is accurate. This is what is forming around the equator from all the rocket, the, the sounding rockets that are parabolically going up into the upper atmosphere and running tests and dropping chemicals and dropping nanoparticles 
uh, that are either sensors or microprocessors or even pathogens, uh, dropping it and then seeing how they end up either uh, centrifugally spinning around and eventually settling into that ring uh, that is around the equator or dropping earthward where we, of course, breathe it in because it's all on a nanoscale. So this is, this is what's going on. The biggest experiment uh, ever that I know of, and I, you know, I am a historian by trade, um, I, I don't think there's ever been anything on this scale that has been done uh, in using all of humanity, even the vaccination programs that we've been subjected to for over a century, uh, even those uh, pale in comparison to the very air we breathe, the very water we drink, the very soil that grows uh, what we eat. So, um, so this is where we're at. And uh, Clifford does his take on it through Morgellons, Right. He's made a huge study of uh, the Morgellons pathogen and, uh, and analyzed it and now is confronted by uh, the U.S. Patent Office because of who controls it. Uh, it's a, a three-letter agency I won't mention. Uh, he is un unable to get a patent for the DNA of this pathogen. So... He's facing those challenges. Uh, I'm continuing to put all the pieces together that I can fathom. I had a conversation maybe a month or more ago on the phone with Dr. Martin Paul. Uh, he was on en route to Europe, uh, and he is very involved in writing a book on this problem of the weak EMF fields. Uh, and by the way, did you know that my initials are EMF? No, I didn't. <laughs> How about that? Talk about destiny, huh? <laughs> That's anyway, um, so he, we talked about the uh, electromagnetic fields, about the electromagnetic uh, uh, problems for the organism, the human organism, the animal organism, the plant organism, all, all of life, in fact. And um, we particularly talked about something people may have heard of, that these weak EMFs activate the uh, voltage-gated cha calcium channels in the plasma membranes around our cells. This is one of the big problems of the 5G. This is really, really very important, so I will repeat it. These EMFs activate the voltage-gated calcium channels, it's called the VGCCs, in the plasma membrane around our cells. And um, put a million ions per second into the cells, which is basically what moving into the millimeter gigahertz range means. Right. And, uh, and you are going to increase cellular calcium and the signaling that goes on. It, it literally exhausts the cells, exhausts. And, of course, we have had a huge scaling up of all the autoimmune diseases. And a lot of those diseases, they're not diseases like... Uh, 
uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. These are not diseases. These are these are symptoms of this calcium, this uh, VGCC problem of uh, of living in a a, a wireless and constantly activated uh, non-ionizing radiation. That's that's what's going on. So um, he is very uh, dedicated to this, and I think it's extremely important what he is doing. We talked about the TSA uh, uh, using terahertz lasers uh, in uh, the uh, terahertz imaging detectors at airports. Right. I've been flying quite a bit lately, and you know I constantly have to ask to be patted down. And even one time, uh, the fellow working for TSA stood there and made fun of me to all the other people going through uh, the uh, the TID. So uh, you know it's it's. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a it's a terrible thing that has been done to us since 9/11 to add those to the airport. Um, well, um, I just I was just going to say that I just went through one a few weeks ago, and the guy was trying to tell me that I'm going to get more radiation from flying because of their navigational equipment than this machine. I was like, how? Well, how so? And he he was honestly just speaking the rhetoric that he was told by his uppers. He had no idea that. Uh, yeah. You know, the U.S. Air Force even conducted its own research into ultra-high frequency and and the potential weapons technology. He had he had, he just was spouting out what he had been told by his uppers, and um, he didn't have anything to say after I said that because he really couldn't battle it. But yeah, no. I, they they think they know, then and yet they're getting high cancer rates. I think I've been reading by standing yes. next to those machines all day. Yes, yes, they are. I feel for them, but you know, uh, ignorance is not bliss. No. Um, so now, now I'd like to bring in my part of this. Uh, besides the uh, VGCC, uh, there is there is another aspect of this, and this came became quite clear to me after two relatively long Skype conversations with the German chemist Harald Kautz Vela. Right. And Harald is uh, considered radical uh, by the science, the scientists who are aware of his work, uh, maybe a little too radical for them. Um, Harald is is a uh, he's a maverick of sorts, but he's uh, extraordinarily brilliant, and uh, he has he was asked to uh, speak to the five G. So he spent several weeks on it, reading everything he could. I sent him a bunch of stuff. I don't know if he read it. But he he came up with uh, with some of the following, and, and I want to read it. And then there's actually uh, another piece of the uh, puzzle that uh, I'm going to have to dig for here. I was on a radio show last night, sort of made a mess of things in my no notes worries. here. Um, okay, so first of all, the harp uh, up in Gakona, Alaska, is a good example. If you've seen pictures of it, and everybody pretty much has seen pictures of it, it's like acres of phased array antennas, yeah. and they're all sort of pointed skyward. And um, these these phased arrays, what if what it is is it produces signals that are that are phased, which means they have laser quality, 
And when those signals are pulsed in data transmission runs, um, the pulse laser quality uh, creates longitudinal waveforms, not transverse standing waveforms. In this way, um, with 5G, which is also a phased array antenna, that would be the small antennas they're telling us they're going to put up every few houses because the millimeter wave, being as high-powered as it is, uh, still cannot really go the distance. And so um, it's going. what it's going to do because of that, it's not just those little pulse, those little phased array antennas that are put up everywhere. It's also going to use the Internet of Things in the neighborhoods uh, in order to, uh, to uh, draw power, and then it can steer and, uh, and, and beam that power at uh, individual houses, or it can work in concert uh, from uh, all these different antennas, these phased array antennas. It can activate the phased array antenna in the 4G and 5G phones. Very important to know this. Uh They both have a phased array antenna in them on a tiny scale. But what this means is is they can lock in, okay, this is coherence. And, uh, And this coherence is what makes this into basically a weapon. Um, so, uh, the, the fact that the phased array antenna is being used and that signals are being pulsed, uh, the, what happens then is, uh, it can then enter the scalar realm, uh, through the light frequencies and wavelengths because of its laser quality, it can become scalar. And now we're, we're, we're definitely in the realm of, of the weaponizing of, uh, of this. Uh, it's, uh, this, it's polarized light, not, uh, and the polarized light is uh, bioavailable, whereas non-polarized light is not. Um, and the, uh, the fact that it can move biologically makes it also a weapon of great power over us. So it isn't just the calcium ion gates that is are at risk here. It's that uh, in some strange way, and this is where I'm going to get absolutely weird, in some way it's as though we're entering one of those scalar dimensions with this weapon. This This takes us... This is not just more 4G. This millimeter wave plus the phased array plus the coherence plus the the, uh, polarized light, all of this uh, draws us, draws uh, toward the scalar dimension. And what lives in the scalar dimension? Well, our thought, for one, Mm. our very being, for another. And and this this to me is the problem. And where where Harold really got my attention was when he was he was talking about. And now I'm searching for that paper, but maybe I can do without it. Um, when he was talking about the increase in 
uh, the children who now uh, are autistic, right? Right. Okay, so autistic children, uh, there's something about them uh, that is quite unusual, and doctors have noted it, and of course they have no... They have no real insight into into what it really means, but what the children say they see in when they they get really freaked out at night, perhaps in their sleep and they wake up, mm-hmm. they see a lot of insect forms and snakes uh, uh, entering uh, them, and uh, this. This is, uh, they, they, they'll draw pictures of them. Uh, they will begin to bond with the image of the snake. And uh, so the toy industry has begun making lots of toys, uh, toy snakes. And, and this is kind of what uh, has captivated me is the autistic child uh, is seeing some dimension uh, this is not simply that they have a tummy ache and their uh, their imaginations going wild. There is a pattern to this these these visions, and uh, and it, it matches with. Uh, I was talking last night on a radio show. It it matches with what I wrote in chapter ten of Under an Ionized Sky in chapter entitled The Temple of CERN. CERN is a very unique uh, uh, particle accelerator. It's right. very large. It has, you know, we've been told it's after the Higgs boson, the God particle, whatever. But but really, it has other agendas. And, and I point to that in this chapter, that it is uh, one of the first uh, uses of the D-wave uh, adiabatic uh, quantum computer produced in... Vancouver, British Columbia, by the way, uh, that th- this this computer is self-conscious in some way, more so than a supercomputer, more so than a than a regular uh, AI computer would be. So, um, actually, the uh, the people working at CERN have pretty much turned over a, a great deal of their uh, their search through the magnetosphere and beyond the magnetosphere into other dimensions to the D-wave computer for its own uh, choice choices. And so uh, I definitely feel, given the rites and rituals that have been performed at CERN yeah. uh, under the guise of other things that they say they're about, uh, that, that they are involved in some sort of evocation of uh, entities, dimensions, um, all of which could be in the so-called scalar realm, uh, and that these these doorways, these portals, whatever you want to call them, have been opened. And these uh, these children, the autistic children, yeah. are seeing into something that uh, we, in all of our adult rational wisdom, are, are missing. And, uh, and I, I want to put this out there as something that people can, can think about. And when they, particularly some of the targeted individuals who are seeing extraordinary, 
extraordinarily strange entities and uh, and visions in their targeting as they are being hit with microwaves, with no doubt millimeter wave, no doubt that they have been tested, you know, these millimeter uh, 5G weapon system has been tested on many targeted individuals without their knowledge, and and they are they are they too are falling into uh, the visionary uh, that feels sort of like a video game, like they're being used in a video game, uh, and that that we need to be aware that this this 5G may actually catapult us into a dimension that. Uh, is completely unhuman and anti-human, uh, and and that we need to be aware of that as well, uh, because it's it's very similar to what the autistic children are seeing. is very similar to what some of the Morgellon survivors are seeing crawl out of the lesions on their bodies. Unpleasant as all this sounds, let's get something straight. We are being led or driven to what has uh, historically been called the threshold or the veil by Eastern religions, where the, the line between physics and metaphysics has been relatively well drawn with some, uh, a great deal of distance there so that we can concentrate on our lives on the earth and not be distracted by all the other beings and dimensions and entities in the universe. But now, because of our out-of-control psychopathic scientists uh, that have discovered a technology and, and they are not interested in whatever it will cost, they simply want it, they simply will have it, we are being driven to that threshold and thrust possibly over it. So we must now consider the metaphysics and physics of our condition. Wow, that really kind of blew my mind. So we're talking about opening up another dimension, a portal. You're talking about, I mean, kids that are seeing maybe demons or reptilian entities. That kind of stuff comes to mind when you say that. I mean, we're we're opening up something that CERN has already opened up. Is, is that kind of what you're saying? Well, I think so. I mean, that's. Uh, the, I, I mean, there are certain things about Morgellons that got my attention a few years ago. Um, you know, if you study it enough and you look at what Carnicom has done with it, and and you listen and look on Facebook to all the people who are sharing how they're getting better or what's working and and what's not working and what they're pulling out of these lesions you see that it's an insect uh, parasite world. And, and it's Harold Kausvela who is, uh, has the courage to come forward and talk about these things, along with, remember, he's the one who brought the idea of the black goo. Right. And, uh, and you know, and people laughed at that. But, but what is it? Uh, why is it ending up in our science fiction movies, for one thing? I'm seeing it over and over and over again. Um, so, so what, what does it mean that, uh, science now quantum physics, I mean, Feynman 
uh, theoretical physicist said, you know, if you aren't deeply disturbed by quantum mechanics, you obviously haven't understood it. Well, the quantum mechanics, this tiny world that they have unleashed on us, these nanoparticles, these nanosensors, these nanopathogens, these nanobots, uh, unleashed in the uh, in the upper atmosphere, falling earthward to go into our lungs, our blood, and our brains. Um, these are these are part of quantum physics. They do not behave naturally, and this they have seen, much like the Heisenberg uncertainty principle. When you know they realized uh, several decades ago that. Wow, when we try to measure these tiny things or these waves, these particles that are waves that are particles, uh, they sort of disappear and, and we can't measure them. And then they end up popping up somewhere else. What's going on here? No certainty. Well, it's the same with quantum, this, this quantum physics aspect, that the tiny world, the very tiny, the nanoparticle, the nano is, you know, a nanometer is one billionth of a meter. You can't see it. You would need a $50,000 uh, electron microscope to see it. Um, these, these are part of the quantum mechanics world and drawing us into a quantum dimension. Just as our thought does not belong to our brain and is certainly not created by a chemical brain. That's so ridiculous, I can hardly even say it. Uh, it is, our thought lives in these quantum uh, dimensions, uh, and, uh, and we are, if, if indeed these portals, or whatever you want to call them, are being opened by uh, these particle accelerators, and CERN is just one, by the way, yeah. um, then uh, what does what that what does that foretell for what we're be going to be dealing with? And will 5G be used to activate these nanobots in us? And uh, we will see all manner of strangeness around us. Right. Is it possible? Very possible. Because Very possible. We haven't really seen what all this stuff they've been dumping on us for 20-odd years is actually capable of doing. It's all in our systems. It's in everything on Earth, every part of it. We haven't even seen the activation of it. it no, and it will be remote. There's no question about that. They're doing remote MK Ultra now. They don't need to take the poor child into a clinic anymore and hypnotize and uh, drug and uh, and pain induct that child they can do it from a distance they can uh they can actually even possibly reprogram the nanobots already in our brain and the morgellons reprogram program them from a distance to do something unique to create something else i mean this this technology is uh far beyond where I am able to go so far, I mean, I'm under no illusion. It's just that I'm concentrating on it and things are opening up. And that's how it works with this kind of research. There's no books I can go read. There's no course I could take at Harvard or Yale. No. This is all 
you know, finding out uh, on one's own. And I can only imagine what uh, what at NASA and uh, and all the different NASA places that they have, and uh, I mean all the military bases that are are pursuing this technology. I can only imagine what some of the people working there are going through. Yeah, wow. Um, going back, what I was going to ask you is, how are they going to do 5G in the rural? Because if it takes all these, every three telephone poles to have a, a transmitter, how are they going to do it with the rural areas? I mean, they've dumped a lot of stuff all over the earth, so I, I can only imagine, but I is it satellites or? Yeah, yeah, they've got all those CubeSats up there. They've yeah. already launched uh, 22,000 of them. Uh, and then they have those those Google balloons floating all over the place and, uh, you know, broadcasting. Um, will, will it work? Uh, yes. You know why? Because... Don't think. Don't worry about the distance, really. Yes, they've conditioned us to think that. Oh well, the millimeter wave can only go so far, and it can't even go through matter. Well, first of all, that is not true, and uh, second of all, regarding the distance, this is the distance according to a non-ionized atmosphere. But we have an ionized atmosphere. It's pregnant twenty-four-seven with tiny, tiny particles of conductive metals. Yeah. I mean, you know, take a flashlight out at night when it's really dark out. Turn on the flashlight and welcome to the world of fibers and metals, and you will see what you are breathing. So um, I think that they're, uh, they're going to easily be able to, given that everyone's going to have a cell phone, right? Up to now, three and a half billion people have a cell phone. Soon it's going to be six billion. Uh, and they're pulsing everyone who, I don't own a cell phone. Uh, I, I feel that I don't need to own a military weapon, really. Good for, uh, Good they, for you. They're pulsing everybody's cell phone and affecting their emotions and their thoughts already. It's already happening. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about what your town is like, but my town, uh, I can tell people are just dopey. They're just, uh, they're, they're, they can hardly think. They can hardly, you know, yeah. keep their job uh, and, uh, and, and take care of their family to some degree. And, you know, the, it, it's, it's hard when you have a government and a, uh, an industrial complex, an industrial intelligence complex, uh, military, that uh, when they don't tell you anything that you need to know. And then you have all your perceptions. And, of course, you know, the first thing you're going to think is there's something wrong with you or you're getting old or, you know, oh, my mother, the genetics from my mother – uh, explains it well you know all that is uh, hopeless that that has probably nothing to do with anything but um the fact that we've been gmo food you know uh, gmo foods are a delivery system as well just like the jets above and the rockets above and the drones uh and then we have the vaccination thing and ah people are awakening to the vaccination thing because that's their children we're talking about that's little babies we're talking about uh and so 
people are awakening to the fact that the vaccinations for years have been piggybacked with various chemicals as they've experimented on Americans. So what did they do to the generations that are younger than mine? What what has happened to them chemically? Uh, what were they piggybacked with that makes them stare at their phones and feel that, you know, this is life? I don't know. I don't know if that's connected because this is a national security state. We're not being told anything. We're not going to be told for another 50 years. I mean, think about the Kennedy assassination. They just came out with, all right, we've got new material on the Kennedy assassination. Well, where is it? Well, it's not coming out. Oh, yeah. Right. Gonna see right? This is like 55 years later. Nope, nope, still too dangerous, still can't see it. So so we're not going to see it. We're all scientists now. There is no one coming to confirm. I'm not waiting for some magical whistleblower. I'm not waiting for the experts to tell me. I'm simply going through the material and sharing what I find. And maybe some of what I find is incorrect. Maybe it's overblown. Maybe it's underblown. It will, time will tell as more people begin to study this. I have great respect for people who can concentrate and think and, and really take hold of this through their passion for the future of humanity. I have great confidence in these people. And I am always inviting them to join me in the great search, the great quest for what is true and what is not true. This is what we've been left with. And, uh, and you know, we can, only, uh, we can only develop under this uh, shroud of uh, secrecy that was thrown over us in 1947, the year I was born, by the way. I mean, all kinds of things happened right. the year I was born. Uh, and uh, so I... I wanted to share those few ideas about nanoparticles. Number one, remember, they do not behave naturally. They have a swarm consciousness of their own, a swarm consciousness. And if you want to see them in operation, all you need to do is go over some of that footage that Jamie Lee did in his uplanetruth.info videos on the Paradise, California fire. And you watch those embers crawling over the earth. And I remember that when I realized what I was looking at, that this was not from the wind blowing embers. This was nanoparticles on the move uh, mm. through some sort of algorithm that was choosing this house and not choosing that house and choosing this house and not choosing that house. You can see them operating there through an algorithm, I assume, run by what I call the, des the, uh, the desktop laptop boys uh, mm -hmm. in Colorado Springs or at some fusion center near Paradise, California. Um, yeah. this, this has been weaponized as well, the nanoparticles. And they can be made, they can be programmed, they can be made to move en masse. And so what is that going to do when somebody triggers an entire neighborhood or town or area of the country and activates all the nanobots inside of us? 
what's that going to do? Yeah, what is it going to do? And so, I mean, do you feel like all this happening, I mean, do you, do you feel like humanity is going to try to put a stop to this? Is there a way, or are we going to have to come, go through it? I mean, it seems like the elite think the human body will take all of this breaking down of our DNA and all these heavy metals and Morgellon fibers and all these frequencies, but I feel like the human body has to break at some point because it simply isn't designed for all this. I mean, it, is it just going to, I mean, how, how, how are humans supposed to continue on uh, well, taking rep- all this in? Think how think how flexible we are. I mean, we we have an ad, uh, adaptivity that's absolutely extraordinary. Uh, when I was a Waldorf teacher, one of the lessons in grade five was uh, to present a, a few animal species and then co- and then juxtapose it to the human being. Like I'm not as fast as the leopard by any means. But I have a versatility, of uh, a, f- a flexible versatility to be able to adapt. You know, I don't have the fur of a big brown bear, but I, I can I can make myself warm with fire with with things I can make. I mean, the human being has come a long way, and and I'm sure that this is what is driving some of the scientists who are not simply in the need-to-know uh, uh, clearance uh, category that are just doing their little teeny bit without really seeing the big picture. There are some scientists who are esotericists, occultists. They have access to masses of ancient uh, knowledge, scientific knowledge. I mean, the group I would tell you to look at is the Jasons, the Jason group, it's amazing to me how few people know it, it even exists. But this is the great gifted uh, reservoir of scientists who are playing ball with the globalists who are from dynastic families that have yearned for these, these days to come when the atmosphere would lend itself to uh, a lot of, uh, of, of different um, uh, sciences and technologies to guide us over the edge of that threshold. So uh, what will happen to the humans? Okay, here's my picture. And I, as you know, if you remember, I'm a, a student of Rudolf Steiner. All right, so somehow um, I, I foresee the only way to get out of this is some sort of a catastrophe, first of all. So, But I'm a... I'm a cataclysmist anyway. I've read a lot of history, a lot of ancient history, a lot of theories, and, uh, you know, there are a lot of people who import aliens and alien civilizations and things from other places feeling that humans really just don't really have the capabilities. I'm not one of those people. I believe that we've had many high civilizations and that we've blown it many times and that we're heading toward another one. And that's what I wrote in my series, Sub Rosa America, the four books that look at uh, the uh, what has happened to America since Kennedy's assassination uh, from the vantage point of, and what date did I choose? Kind of scary to me now, oh. 2019. 
from 2019. I saw it in a dream. I saw the big, big numbers all in flames 2019. So I chose that date. I I hope I was wrong. But anyway, um, if, if, if we have a cataclysm, uh, and, and say it's even a cataclysm in which all the nanobots have been activated in, in various people who have certain, a certain type of mind who's, who have perhaps not developed their mind very far. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, um, or, or, or I don't know. I don't know how that looks. Uh, but I know consciousness plays a big role in this, uh, in, in, the, um, in the defense of one's self. Consciousness is a key player in this. Uh, But anyway, so humanity splits. There are the humans who now have tattoos and uh, subcutaneous computers in them, uh, and uh, they have decided to be machines. They have decided to be cyborgs, or they have been taken from birth, and, uh, and they simply are cyborgs. Uh, and then there's the the other smaller human uh, line lineage that were people who really want to be human, as imperfect as it is, that they can't run as fast as a cheetah, that they can't they can't re- retain warmth with a f- fur, that they don't have the you know all that, that they don't have the intelligence of an AI. They want to uh, embrace their Earth life, and so they go a different way. So there's a split. In humanity, and now, now we begin to uh, see a, a struggle going on. And uh, and the only thing I would add is a lot of people who are not very—I suppose you'd use the word spiritual—who uh, are have been taken captive by materialistic thinking. Uh, you know, which would include aliens and and space brothers and ETs and all that. Um, For me, there is a spiritual world. Uh, I died in a wave at Makapu on Oahu uh, when I was 22. And, uh, And I was one of those people that saw myself speeding down the tunnel toward the beautiful light. And, uh, knowing I was going home and being quite excited about it, by the way. <laughs> and, and, and then suddenly somebody somewhere made a decision. Nope, not time yet. And I'm going backwards. No, no, no. I'm yelling. No, I want to go home. And then I end up on the beach. I've ripped all the skin, uh, about an inch of skin off the front of my body. My bathing suit is in tatters. Uh, no one's on the beach with me. There's no way I can figure out how I even got to the beach. And uh, and so I have to live now. And, you know, I was depressed over that for a little while. I, I really wanted to go to where that beautiful light was. So that changed me. That made me realize, oh, okay, I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience on the earth. And I have a lot of work to do. I've only been here a few years, and I'm hardly awake. Uh, so uh, I'm happy to be back. But it took a few days because I was pretty depressed. And, um, and so that, that spiritual world filled with wisdom, 
benign beings, however you see it. I don't see it as pearly gates and clouds and angels on harps, but, you know, I do see it as, as, a, as an intelligent uh, reservoir of, uh, of, of, of high wisdom that is completely dedicated to the human being becoming a free will being and you know it's a grand experiment uh, Rudolf Steiner even said that the human being is the religion of the gods um, and um, this idea of living in a body and really developing real free will not gee I want it, I want vanilla ice cream not chocolate uh, to develop real real free will you you're probably going to have to have some pain suffering and danger and I think we're there. I think we have this now. Uh, it's a great opportunity. We already knew we were all going to die, you know, with death. Uh, as far as when death comes, does anyone really know? I I don't know. I'm I don't feel I'm in charge of that. Maybe some higher part of myself is in charge of it, but I I'm not aware of it. So so one lives with gusto for the moment develops one's skills and gifts, gives them to humanity, lays them on the altar of humanity, as I am attempting to do in my imperfect way. And, uh, and, and that's a good life. That's a very good life. Uh, and it will end when it ends. Uh, and then uh, my picture, since I was eight years old, when I remembered the first time I had lived, or I remembered a life, I'll put it that way, I... Uh, I, uh, I'll be back and I'll, I'll work harder next time. I'm going to take with me what I've gained here. I'm not going to lose it, take it and come back. And yeah, okay. So for several years, I won't remember that I had been so-and-so and had done this and so maybe I'll even pick up one of the books I wrote and, uh, wonder about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's life is a mystery. And it's, it's brilliant how it's put together so that we can learn here yeah. and learn lessons to, to help ourselves develop that free will that is so valuable to the uh, spiritual world and, and to humanity in its consciousness evolution that I want it to continue. And I do not want the transhumanists and the singularity guys like Ray Kurzweil and Singularity University. I do not want them to overtake our will with their electromagnetic 5G and nanobots and make us slaves. I do not want that. So I'm fighting. I'm yeah. fighting with everything I have against that. And it becomes a spiritual thing because when we start thinking about you know these huge gloom and doom situations, you have to go spiritual. You can't just just be here in this one dimension we have to realize that it's a it's a huge thing that earth's facing and i would say it's probably the greatest showdown on planet earth i would say that now this everything's been attacked the the air we breathe to the the water to the food to the Our genetics genetics right everything and and the unseen is being attacked and so i i I've always thought with this whole chemtrail spraying that this is the biggest thing that's happening on planet Earth. And it's not just the spraying, but it's all the different things that are linked up to it. And now 5G is kind of like maybe the final capstone of their whole 
plan. And we, yes. we, we have to I mean, think about it, cataclysms. It is amazing when you think about all the things that people, activists, are pursuing now, and then you start really looking at them and go, hey, wait, wait a minute, they're all connected. Yeah. They're all connected to this geoengineering thing. That's the unbelievable part. Yes, it, I think you're absolutely right. This is this is the showdown of the ages. Yeah. Well, Lana, I I think we should start wrapping it up here. Uh, do you have any final words? And what are your next works that you're putting out? And sh- shoot your website out there for us as well. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to say other than I hope people would join me in this struggle for humanity and the planet. Um, I have some ideas of how to develop the kind of consciousness that can become much stronger than it is now. And it isn't through meditating or praying together. Those are fine, but that is not my idea. My idea is to use what Rudolf Steiner assured me of, that thinking is a spiritual activity of great power, and it reaches into uh, these realms that we've been talking about. It It's beyond the brain, beyond the body. And to develop thinking together, where two or three are gathered in my name sort of thing, in a study group, and to read Under an Ionized Sky together and discuss it and understand and form clear mental pictures of this technology and how these these very bright guys and women have created this technology for the wrong things, for the wrong reasons, mm-hmm. and to really... Uh, Join them in the frequency of those particular kinds of thoughts, those high-blown, really, theta and delta thoughts above alpha, above the lower, where meditation happens. Now, we need to really draw ourselves up together to the same frequencies that these scientists have used to bring this technology out of those special compartments in the universe where ideas, and Plato saw this very well, where ideas are. Einstein saw it. All, all scientists know that they, they gain entry to these places and they come out with amazing ideas. All right, so that's my hope. I am uh, attempting to work with a few groups and um, and otherwise, uh, you can check out my site that my webmistress is, has labored over intensely, uh, ilanafreeland.com. You can see a lot of the stuff I've done. And then I have a Facebook site, a closed Facebook site for people that want to just look at, uh, at the geoengineering. And that is Ilana Freeland Under an Ionized Sky. Uh, and you can ask to be a member of that. Uh, otherwise, you can buy the books on Amazon. You can buy them from Feral House. 
uh, and I've heard there's a free edition on the internet somewhere. I hope that's true. Uh, and that's it. All right. Well, yay. We, I appreciate your work, and it's been great speaking to you. You blew my mind with quite a f- few concepts today to really put it together into a really good big picture. And uh, uh, we appreciate your work, and thanks for coming on. Okay, thanks for having me. Yeah, bye. Wow, that really took 5G a lot deeper, didn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, when, when Ilana was on, I had to really kind of... Uh, I, I didn't know where to chime in because her research was so thorough and deep, and I actually had to re-listen to it myself. I was I was also blown away at the possibilities of how deep this really is. And to really grasp all this, you have to have a, a pretty solid understanding on what's really going on uh, with a lot of this technology, as well as a thorough understanding into chemtrails. And... Um, and how all this connects. And you also have to have a semi-scientific understanding of what radiation is and what all of this is really doing. And it's, it's, uh, and that's why it's, it's no simple answer when you're trying to explain these things to people because it's the unseen here. While you're at work trying to make money, trying to keep your head above water and so busy, focused on just raising a family and the normal things that people do, this is going on. And so we need to really, uh, you know, get yourself a little education on this. And you can do that on my show. I recommend you listen to my entire series of shows, uh, series of show, The the Real Skyfall, which is all about the Kim Trail spraying. And then that's a good base to build up on last year's 5G shows, especially episode 105, which had Elana Freeland, Matt Lamon, and Max Egan. In addition, do your research, uh, do your own research off of what you learn and what you learn from today's guest. And, and, and the following guest will be Matt Lamon. Watch the movie Frankenskies. Read Elana Freeland's books. Uh, watch The Crow House, which is Max Egan's show on YouTube. Watch his movie Transformation. Then you really get into this and it really makes a little more sense. But you want to consider everything on the table. You want to really have this base so you you can really see where this is going. If you don't know who Clifford Carnicom is, he was really the first research I knew researcher that that I I uh, heard of that started talking about chemtrails deep and scientific. You know, he made the the first documentary about it all, aerosol crimes. He took his own samples and really analyzed it, and I think he deserves more credit than he gets. I feel that many researchers piggybacked on his information, at least as far as the analytical side of samples, and didn't give maybe credit where it should be due. Uh, He's the first person I heard of that figured out that there were heavy metals in the spray. And and this this is what's important here. This is the central part of the worldwide agenda with the steadiest forward mission. Because look, presidents change. World events happen. They got your mind on this and that. But this 5G and AI takeover, coupled with the, the chemtrail spraying, it marches on. It's the central plan. You know, it's part of the main part of the plan. Uh, it's, been, it's been happening all around you. While people are worried about who is president and all the many debate, debates and, and debacles and everything people are caught up in, this rolls out. And it's been rolling out and it keeps on going. 
And so when you know that everything connects from ionospheric heaters like HARP, and there are many others around the world as well, those things connect to things like wind towers, to your phone, to your computer, to your smart meter, to your TV, to your Wi-Fi, and to the metals within you from the spray, from the tiny fibers that are in the spray within your body. And this is synthetic biology connection. That's what it is. And this is before the IoT. This is pre-IoT. And, and now the IoT coming in, I mean, that, that's just, you know, even the greater connection of all this stuff. Um, and it's all been happening. All this stuff I just rambled off, it's been happening. But when you throw the millimeter wave into the mix, everything is amped up much more. And I'd love, I'd love to give you the simplest explanation to, to everyone about all this, but it, this is mad scientist stuff. And, th- and there's no easy layman's explanation on what's going on here. Um, and, you know, I mean, these are crazy mad scientists. I, I haven't looked into the Jason group that Ilana was talking about, but I will. And, that, that, uh, that, um, and you should too. Uh, it would make some, some more sense into this. And as Ilana said, there are no books to get this info from exactly. Us people who are concerned have to do the damn research ourselves. And so when they turn this system fully on, we may be in for more than we anticipated. I mean, because look, they've been spraying chemtrails for more than 20 years, full scale, all over us. I mean, what's all that for? Yeah, sure, it's for weather control modification. Yes, it's their quote-unquote cure for climate change. But especially what it is, is these, these fibers, these Morgellon fibers. When we put that together with what transhumanists want, and we put that together with the, the millimeter wave, we get a sci-fi movie coming to reality. And sometimes I actually have to, like, I actually hear some of this stuff coming out my own mouth, and I'm like, is this really happening? You know, you want to pinch your skin, you're like, yeah, I guess it really is happening. And, and it's crazy. But what if Ilana is right about opening, opening up another dimension to this scalar realm? I mean, I hope she's not, but she really is onto something. I mean, let's talk a little bit about what scalar waves are. Uh, I can give you only really a rudimentary version here, but just simp- simple, simplistic version of it. Uh, an electric—it's an electromagnetic, electromagnetic wave that works outside physics as we know it. And scalar waves were accidentally found by the inventor Nikola Tesla. Uh, they transcend time and space. They can store energy and info outside of the three-dimensional space. They can tune into our DNA, and they can travel faster than the speed of light. And it's where our thoughts are. So some people say that our brain is just a medium for a higher dimension, and I believe that too. And scalar waves might possibly be in that dimension, you know? So this really does go deep. And, and that's where it gets into the spirit realm, or maybe just the fourth dimension. And this fourth dimension, this is where some UFO people say that much of the ET life lives in. And we can't be afraid to connect to that information, too. You know, there's enough people that have, have 
you know, a lot of strands of information in those circles that, that has some validity, whether or not, you know, certain aspects are real, all of it connects. And this is where we connect to the Beyond Earth series. Check out that series in, in my series of shows if you haven't. If you're not familiar with my work, that's where we get into the exploration of the UFO and ET phenomenon. And really, we bring it through a realistic strainer. We, we, we don't just, uh, you know, gullibly believe all this, but we really take a look at it, put it all on the table, and try to make sense of what everybody's talking about. And that's truly what all this this information does, though. All this together, it all connects, all of it. So all the stuff I put on this radio show, it's all connected into one big picture, and that's what's really going on on the planet. But, you know, got a little sidetracked there. Scalar waves, just to finish up, uh, can cause earthquakes, and water is affected by that. And, and um, I think Ahmadinejad of Iran was saying, uh, was... Uh, was suspecting that uh, America has an earthquake machine, as well as, I think, Chavez of Venezuela. Notice these are the the, the rogue countries. These are the ones that, that are the quote-unquote bad guys. You know, maybe they're not good, as in, like, these are, these are the good countries, but what it is is they don't have a central bank, so they're, they're in the media's eyes and, and the politicians' eyes, you know, bad. But here they are. Uh, they're they're saying that they're accusing the U.S. of using an earthquake machine with scalar waves. So so let's say by using this 5G that we are going to open up this realm as the as Ilana is postulating. This could this and and this is really like really going out on a limb. So don't hold me to all this. This is speculation here. But let's just say that this opens up this dimension, okay? And this could be the, the time that we see this quote-unquote disclosure of our alien brothers, you know? I mean, it could. I mean, I don't believe, first of all, I, I don't believe in top-down disclosure like some of these UFO people think, just like all those indictments and the arrest of Hillary and or in faith in Trump taking over the deep state. I mean, I feel like those people are delusional or they're working for the dark side to to create uh, some kind of, you know, riff in, in the way that we should be thinking because we really cannot ever trust that. And we, it, and if disclosure is going to happen, it's it's going to happen because the controllers want it to happen. So let's just say we're going out on a limb again, but we've been pulled along this whole time into this time period where we merge with whatever these psychopaths have in store for us. And maybe this will open up the veil. You know, maybe this will. I mean, and a veil that was possibly put up a long time ago to protect humanity from and humans from the interference of other beings and entities and now it becomes lifted I mean it's just the thought you know I don't know if reptilians exist I don't I mean I I consider it and I don't know a lot of things I don't know if greys exist I consider it a lot of people have talked about it all and I think it's a very good possibility but I don't know 
And oftentimes when people think they have it all worked out or people say they have it all worked out, I really question them because I, I don't know. But this is all back burner kind of consideration. You know, keep it warm for for the possibilities that, that may happen here in our lifetime as this 5G system rolls out. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if, okay, let's say that they do this some kind of disclosure or some dimension opens up and all this stuff comes through, more than likely the kind of disclosure, if there was to be, would probably involve more human-looking like aliens. Uh, perhaps they'll pose as the creators of humanity. Perhaps it's these Nordic beings that people often talk about. You know, the door is wide open for possibility. Who knows, okay? And perhaps none of this will happen. Perhaps it's just this a thought. But perhaps 5G will open up a dimension where many of the things we see on psychedelics become reality. Maybe that will open up this really strange reality. I mean, there's a whole possibility of, uh, of, of different types of situations that we can get into. All I know is it's not good. And maybe it's not really any of that. Maybe none of that I just said matters at all. I don't know. But with these phased array antennas close to us, there's so much possibility. Uh, and if you don't know what phased array antennas are, it's a bunch of small antennas that can be steered without moving the antenna itself. It's a narrow beam. And who's to say, if you're a bad boy or a bad girl, that the antenna can't be pointed at you like a weapon or kept you... Uh, in some kind of imprisonment where you can't leave the house or you know and that's that's what they have the military themselves have used it for it's like it burns the skin it creates a, a barrier <coughs> these millimeter waves are small and focused and they penetrate the body and it's also the proximity of these small cell towers everywhere that in increases the radiation dose so we are potentially looking at a seriously grim future if more people don't get active and exposing this whole picture. It needs to be understood. It does. At least, at least the basics. Yes, a lot of this is speculation that I've been talking about, with, and, and uh, especially about opening a new dimension with ETs. And, but, hey, I don't know. I don't know for sure. But uh, it is a, a real possibility that we are opening up a Pandora's box and it at the most basic level it can't be good it's not good and it's but it's important here too not to get paranoid about all this information as I've always said don't get fanatical about conspiracy research don't get fanatical and nerdy and weird about it it's don't let paranoia rule your life. You know, paranoia will destroy you. That's what I, I always heard before. And, and I don't even know where that saying came from. But don't let fear rule your life. If you've been paying attention to this info as long as I have, there's been a lot of false alarms and exaggerations. And if, if, you, if you live through these false alarms with your heart in it, you become like a, a kite in the wind of, of paranoia letting it guide you and not... And not protecting yourself with rational thought. Not being a warrior. And, and I've even gone through some of these things uh, before I started doing radio. And I just hadn't really matured my, 
my uh, my approach to this, I guess, that um, I had been dragged through some of these things, and I feel stupid about even going through some of these events that never happened kind of thing, you know? But when, when I say on this show, be a warrior, not a worrier, I mean it. And I made that up. It, it's, it's one of the catchphrases of, of this show. And I noticed that somebody else took the phrase and, oh well, you know, could have just been one of those things where somebody thought they were original and made it up independently. It doesn't matter, you, you know. Uh, but you want to you wanna live by that. And when I say that, I really mean that, that that's what you want to live by. Because fear can paralyze people. And what's that going to do that paralyzes uh, and disempowers? And so I, can f- I, f- I feel that there can be a real right brain imbalance to looking at, at a lot of this, this, this world conspiracy research to the point where people don't have the rationality and they just sort of let themselves go too far so you know we got to stay balanced and sometimes you got to live in this world and get a little bit dirty and it's okay you're all right you know uh we still got to live our lives and have fun so yeah this probably went about 10 minutes longer than i really wanted to go uh but yeah so just considering all this information putting it all together and making sense of it and understanding um the work of some researchers uh another researcher that Ilana mentioned was uh Harold Kotzvela I enjoy his his info he's another scientist that has a lot to say and and I think that um you know you it's really good to just put it all together and consider the possibilities and try not to be uh, in an area where they're installing this and try to put a stop to it as much as you can. All right, well, be a warrior, not a worrier. That's the most important thing. And don't let yourself be ruled by paranoia. But look at this and understand that this is where the world's going. Well, that's a wrap. That's it. And I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope it can help you and help humanity to stop 5G and help people to understand the situation that we're in. And that's what this show is all about, is helping humanity understand where we're at in this time period where everybody's stuck in the fog, and we see through the fog, and we're trying to help people out. Uh, if you want to help me out and help the show out, please help support the show. Support can come in many forms. Whether you can just spread the word and put it on uh, at different YouTube videos or whatever you want to use it for, as long as it's in the favor of Channel Down Radio, please help spread the word. Um, you know, go on to iTunes or Stitcher or any of those sites and rate the show and, you know, uh, give comments. That helps. But also, if you can support financially, go to the website, ChannonDownRadio.com, put a tip in the jar, buy an album, or become a Patreon subscriber. Those are the ways you can help Channel Down Radio out. This is a small show on really no budget at all, a shoestring budget, whatever you want to call it. It's nothing. I just do it because I'm a concerned person in this time and place. And so, if you want to help me out with 
that kind of stuff, please help support because I could use it because, uh, well, we could all use money and support, but if you like Shannon Down Radio, it can grow. Otherwise, it's something I do on the side, and that's what I had to do with this show. I had to piece it together, and so this is the piece, but I hope that you can learn and grow. Be a warrior, not a warrior. Chant down the system. Enjoy life to the fullest, especially while you can, and I'm out.